We said we were starting at two, so I've been recording yeah. already. <laughs> Just so, hit record uh, fifteen minutes ago. Well, actually, <laughs> in in my land, it's not even two o'clock yet. So uh, you're you're an hour early, dude. the The future is insane. Is there anything drastically different in the future, or is it just that it's a little bit brighter right now, maybe? Um, that I'm still ki- killing stinking maple bugs in my house. Really? Oh, yeah. I just killed oh. them in the basement here. You know what? There's been a few nights where they're, like, in my bed. There was one night I could see something out of the corner of my eye, and there was one on the arm of my glasses. Like, I have no idea no, how thanks. it got there. Yeah, and I just like kind of <laughs> pulled them off, and I was like, you know, I kind of saw something. I was like, what is in that? I was like, oh, that is a bug uh, about to crawl into my eyeball and take over nope. my body. Nope, no, thank you. I will that's, pass. That's the future. Technology's <laughs> trying to make its way in any way it can. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, the I Matrix where they put that like bug in his stomach or whatever that metal yeah. thing. And ugh. Anyway, oh man, I'm not a big, <laughs> I'm not a big bug fan. Like, oh, bugs. I hate bugs. Bugs don't bug me, but the thought of like bugs like crawling on me or like when I'm sleeping, you know, that's that's like one of those things that they talk about, like, oh, how many, you know, bugs you actually eat in your life because, you know, you're sleeping and they crawl in your mouth or whatever, right? Like yeah. just like different things, like just like little teeny tiny. I'm not talking about like a full on tarantula crawling in your mouth and you <laughs> nomming down on it in the middle of the night, but that's just... No thanks. Or crawling in your ear. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's parts of the world where there are even things like massive spiders that I'm sure there is somebody that's woken up and there's been one on its face on their Ugh. face or whatever or Yeah. Or a they, snake or something. Oh and yeah. They get hit in the face with a shovel. Was it a shovel? Yeah. Is that what he hit the spot tried to hit the spider with in Home Alone? Uh, that was like a, a a door pry or whatever. Right. Uh, what do you call that? I don't know. Oh a crowbar. Crowbar, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He tries to kill the spider on his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, did you watch the new Home Alone? Oh, don't. did you watch? I refuse. It? No. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, it's obviously very similar to the original Home Alone, the first one. Uh, but what I appreciated about it, whether or not the movie was good or bad, I don't know. But I appreciated that in this Home Alone, they actually gave the like the thieves a backstory. And you kind of were caring for both the thieves and the kid. It's interesting oh, what they did. Oh. Because like, yeah, because like in the original, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but in the original, obviously, they're just, they're the wet bandits. They go and they break into houses, right? But the reasoning behind the the couple of thieves in, in the new one, uh, it's kind of, I don't know, it added a whole new layer to the movie, but. Um, uh, and anyway. even four were just so hard to watch because yeah, and that's fair. And these are these are very different from that, I would say though. But okay. um, like the one on Disney Plus or whatever, yeah, like Home Sweet okay. Home Alone or whatever. Um, we watched it a little bit ago with the kids. They all enjoyed it. You know, it had all the same slapstick sort of stuff, right? But a uh, bit of a different spin on it. Anyway, welcome to Growing Up Punk, the podcast about <laughs> punk rock and all of its friends. My name is David. My friend is Aaron, and we. We are celebrating the end of 2021. Even we though made when we're, it. yeah, when we're recording this, we've still got a few weeks left of 2021. But pretend that we're living doesn't in exist. the future. Remember, we are living in the future. <laughs> One of us is actually in the future. Um, but we are going to share what was supposed to be 10 albums, and then I could not. I, I had my 10 settled, and then I decided 
oh, I really want to include this one. And so I was like, whatever, it's 11. We can make our own rules. And part of me was like, I mean, you had been going on and on and on about how hard it was to narrow it down to 10. So I was like, yeah, man, throw throw another album in there. And then it's funny because you sent me yours and I didn't realize that at the time you'd only sent me 10. And I felt bad like thinking that I was taking an extra song. I had a plus one and I was making you <laughs> only pick 10. And then you're like, ah, oh, I really can't get this particular one out of my head. And I was like, well, just like throw it on the list. And then you were like, oh, I've only got 10. So, yeah, so here we are. It was meant to be. Yeah. I, so these are obviously all released in 2021. But I, I was trying to think like how can we you know, sum up the fact that we have a, a, a strange number of songs. So I figured it's 22 songs for 2022. Uh, so people, if you haven't heard any one of these, which I doubt there's anyone who hasn't heard a single song on the air, um, there's some pretty notable releases that came out this year that made the list. Um, but if by chance you have not heard a single one of these 22 songs, you can listen to them all year next year, or depending on when you're listening to this and, and thank us for giving you 22 songs. Yeah. So this is the guppies, something we introduced last year. And I've noticed that I think every time we do our our year-end episode, it kind of changes. The format changes a little bit. Uh, last year, so two years ago, which I think would have been our first one that we did together, um, it was just, a you know, 10 albums. We, we kind of went through five each and then really looked at five a little closer of each of our picks. So it was, I guess, 20 albums in total. And... Uh, and that was it. And then last year we did that plus a second episode where we introduced the guppies, where we gave away awards, as it were. Now, last year's awards, I feel, were a little more uh, tangible in a sense, whereas this year I said, let's combine the two ideas and let's list our top 10 or 11, I guess, albums. Not necessarily in order by any means. Um, we're not going to count down from number 11 to number one for each of us. These are just 11 albums we loved. But Let's give away just completely made up awards to do it. Um, so that's that's what we're going to do. These awards are highly sought after and coveted, and every single one of these bands on this list, I know this is really a dream come true for them yeah, to uh, welcome. <laughs> to appear on Guppies twenty twenty one. So I guess without further ado, sir, you're up first. So um, tell us what's your first award. So if I can, I gave the guppies an acronym. So it's Growing oh. Up Punk Presents Idiotic Entries Superbly. <laughs> I like it. That, I think you should get an award simply for that. <laughs> that that's, what I, that's what I did with my shower time today is thought of that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to it's in the mail. It is in the mail. Uh, Mr. Future Aaron, um, you're going to you're going to receive some kind of award. I don't know what it is yet. You might not want to open it. Okay, with that, <laughs> entry number 11 is from a band from Japan called For a Reason, and their album is Lights and Signs. Not Lights and Sounds, like Yellow Card, but Lights and Signs. And the award is, well, that doesn't happen often. And I gave them that award because this is a band that I came across just this week, um, through like a punk news website and I just kind of check out everything they post and this one immediately caught my ear and I was hooked and listened to it four times that day and have listened to it every day since which is only a couple of days but that doesn't happen with many with many albums 
Is that enough? <laughs> First, two things. One, you completely went out of, I'm assuming oh, yeah. my list is backwards from how you actually sent it to me, um, <laughs> because that's at the bottom of my list. Uh, second, you're, you're supposed to say what song you picked off of it. Oh, we're we're okay. highlighting songs. <laughs> Sorry, I could do that again. If <laughs> no, this is all staying in. This is this is the caliber of award show the Guppies are. So um, I now know that I'm probably going to be jumping all over this playlist. Okay, I, I can start at the top. I guess <laughs> no, well, I had it going the, from eleven to one on my list. This, oh, I see what you're doing. This is uh, it, it's it's fine. This is the song we're going with. So um, letter of resignation. So you sent me that. I didn't realize that you just got that, like found that band so recently. Um, 
because you were kind of saying, oh, I just can't get this band out of my head or this album out of my head. And I thought, oh, it's one you've been listening to for a while. <laughs> Turns out you literally just found it days ago. It uh, came out last Friday. Which is incredible. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, so you sent it to me and I've listened to it actually a couple of times and I, I do really enjoy it. You compared it. I don't know what your comparison was specifically. Like you, I think you were just saying like overall kind of, you get a similar vibe to No Pressure which, of course, is Parker Cannon's band, uh, side project, Parker Cannon, from the story so far. Um, yeah, it's this whole this whole album is a pretty fun like throwback if you just want to get into straightforward pop punk, skate punk sort of stuff. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. So that's radical, sir. I'm looking forward to jumping all over this list uh, <laughs> now that I took so much time curating and constructing it. Well, I, no, yeah. I no longer know where Aaron is going to go. My first award. We can start that I, at the top there if you want and just make well, our may, way down. May, That's fine. Yeah, too. maybe we'll maybe we'll do that uh, going forward. My first award that I'm going to give out. It's funny because my uh, my list on my phone is in a different order than the list on this playlist that we're looking at. Um, so I got to find it. Uh, my award. This is the please, sir. I want some more. More? <laughs> because here's what happened. It was originally just going to be the Please Sir, I Want Some More Award because this band released an EP that when it came out, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I thought, ah, I wish there were more than four songs that they released. Literally a week later, they released the full length that I had like, there was no pre-save on their Apple Music or Spotify. You know, their latest release was this four song EP they released. And then out of nowhere, this full length drops. And I'm like, excuse me? That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was originally going to be this, um, you know, I want more. And then they literally gave me more. The band I'm talking about uh, is Delta Sleep and the island, the island, the album is Spring Island. And if you haven't listened to Delta Sleep before, um, they're, they might be a bit of a stretch for me to include them on Growing Up Punk. I don't know what their like background is as far as you know, scenes that they came up through and stuff like that. But I would s describe them, their sound, as being math rock meets post-rock meets some post-hardcore. I forget when I when I sent it to you how I described I think I literally said like something like post-math hardcore or something. Yeah. Uh, something along those lines. It's a good combination of all of them. But um, yeah, this is a band that I, I first discovered a few years ago. Just, I want to say it was probably watching i think they did an audio tree session maybe and i was kind of like going down the rabbit hole from american football to like ttng this town needs guns uh and just like down that sort of rabbit hole of more mathy bands and these guys came up and i really liked them and then yeah a couple years later this record comes out and um yeah the song that i picked uh was actually the name it was on the ep as well it was the name of the ep uh but it's it's featured on spring island and it's funny because it's in a, I think it opened the EP, but on Spring Island, it's in the middle of the album after some other songs that were on the EP. So it feels, it's weird, but, uh, but the track is called Old Soul.
Yeah, when I listened through your list, um, I, I did enjoy the song. The drums actually stand out to me. Kind of, it does this groove where every second kind of part is hitting the cymbal or something, kind of on the, like the and or the offbeat or something. Right. That yeah, yeah. Kind of caught my ear, and it was just something simple. And I was like, oh, I, I want to listen to this song just just from that. So yeah. I thought that was cool. They're they're. Um I picked this song for two reasons real quick. One, because the EP that came out was called Old Soul. And then two, because it's kind of one of their more straightforward songs as far as just like locking in that groove is concerned. But man, they are, they're a groovy band. So um, yeah, what's up next for you? Yeah, let's, let's just go uh, with, with the list there for uh, E's sake. <laughs> so the award goes to the hardest band to pronounce properly and sounds awkward either way. And that is... Pahinius or Finehees or Phineas or Phineas or whatever say, you want it, to say it, but is it's it not fin- just it's not just Phineas, isn't it? Like that's how yeah, I'm I think saying. it is. But I've heard it said so many times, and you <laughs> kind of every time I've like texted it to someone or looked it up, I'm like, is it PH or is it yeah whatever? And so many yeah. times I've done it wrong, and so I don't know. That's maybe that's a dumb award, but the album is the fire itself. And the song is War You Know. Uh, I love Phineas. I've liked all their albums. There was quite a break between their last one and this one, and so there was a lot of anticipation for this, especially with it being kind of inspired by challenges of COVID and just different things that the singer was going through. And it just it did not disappoint. This album is um, the exact kind of metalcore that I love. It just kind of has that classic sound. Um, a lot of the newer metalcore is more kind of synth-oriented or just has a more modern flair to it. And so I really appreciate that this one just reminds me of kind of metalcore from the early 2000s that I really got into. And, yeah, the production's awesome. The songwriting, lyrics, this this is kind of a, a complete package metal album for me. <laughs>
Yeah, I, uh, I when this record first came out, I listened to it front to back a few times and actually shared it with a friend who I know is kind of into heavier music, and he loves it. But I think he did the same thing. He's like, where he's like, I don't know how to say this name. Um, this song in particular, every time I listen to it, the thing that probably gets me going is like the uh, the like pick rakes that they do, uh, you know, where they're just kind of like, how do I, I couldn't I couldn't simulate the sound, but they're like kind of sound that they make um and then the like harmonics that they've got like the pinch harmonics and stuff like that and this it's just super kind of medley stuff but uh no this this record kind of surprised me a little bit i i think i'd just heard the name thrown around a little bit but i'd never listened to the band um so yeah it was a it was a good little jam my my next award that i'm going to give out is called the Shame on me for not liking you sooner award. And uh, the reason I named it that is because when when I came across this band and saw that they released a new record, I went and uh, looked it up and saw that they had released a record two years ago that I had added to my collection at some point in time on Apple Music and had listened to it, but just never never stuck around for me for whatever reason. And I remember the artwork, like when I saw it, I was like, oh, dang. Like I, I remember this coming out and checking it out and liking it, but just never going back to it. And this year, they uh, released. Um, there's a, a skate shop, a skate and music shop. I think it's in Los Angeles, maybe, but it's called Program. And there's been a few. They like do live like shows, and I've watched a few different shows of bands playing in this small skate, and they just look like like I just want to be there. Like it's just a crowded, you know, small space that everyone gathers around and is like literally standing right there with the band singing along. It's just like there's obviously I don't think it's that unique of a venue in being a small space with people crowding around, but just a few shows have come out from there. They're like, oh, that looks fun. Anyway, the band is called Ridgeway and the album is called Marlowe. And I'd best describe them as like they're like I'd say post-hardcore um with like some shoegaze going on, uh, just an overall kind of like big ambient vibey sound. I think, I don't know that maybe that's the best way to describe them. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but from watching that show that they did at program skate shop and then looking up and seeing they had a new album and then listening to it, I was hooked pretty quick. And, uh, the song that I picked off of it is real blue.
Yeah, I, I do not know this band, so this was, was new to me. Um, yeah, this is listenable for me. I can I can <laughs> handle it. I kind of picture myself like sitting at a fire by a creek or something, right. just hanging out with friends with this kind of in the background. Like it's kind of yeah. got that moody feel to yes. it. I was say, it definitely has a vibe. It's definitely moody. Um, I don't, yeah, like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good description. Or like for me on like a, a winter sort of evening, just hanging out at home, you know, it's dark outside. It's not, you know, most of the lights are off in the house, whatever. Very, very moody, very vibe. So, um, yeah, yeah. What's next for you? This award is most mosh worthy sing along album while biking. And it goes to Beartooth <laughs> and their album below. Dude, there was times this summer or in fall that I was listening to this album and biking where I was like so close to just throwing my bike down and just starting moshing on like the side of the road, which is not something I would do. But I was like <laughs> jumping on my seat and like picking up change. <laughs> yeah, I was just like had my hands. I was like, man, people must think like, what is this guy having a, like a panic attack on the side of the road while he's <laughs> yeah. biking or what? But but it was I don't know. It's just like. It was just a, a great summer, fall, sunny bike ride album to just get pumped up and enjoy the day. And the song that I picked is Dominate. Carry the way. 
Yeah, when that song, like when that kind of riff comes in after the first verse, it just gets me gets me going every time. But now all I can picture, I want to see. Uh, you you said like jumping off the bike and moshing, but when you first kind of gave the award, I was more picturing like people staying on their bikes and riding into each other and kind of like moshing that way. <laughs> Almost yeah, like yeah, a, a bicycle, too. yeah, bike demo derby. Um, oh, <laughs> I think man, now be... you got, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good time, I'm sure. Just for pedal all. biking in the dirt so it's not even like fast. It's just like slow crashes and head banging. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, I crashed. I'm just going to start moshing now and then it just yeah. turns into a big mud pit. Yeah, it'd be a good time. Yeah, that'd be uh, a sweet my... music video idea. There you go. My next <laughs> award that I'm going to give out is called the Award Formerly Known as the Tiny Moving Parts Award. Uh, and that's because this award is, um, I described it as my favorite band that I always forget about, if that makes sense. For the longest time, Tiny Moving Parts was that band for me where, uh, you know, I would, from the first time I heard them, I really enjoyed them. And then, you know, you kind of forget about them listening to other stuff, whatever. And then when you think about what you wanted to listen to, they just never came to mind. And then a new album would come out and I'd be like, oh, I should check it out. Oh, man, they're really good. This is really good. And then, you know, that would just kind of keep happening until finally they like stuck and just became that, you know, when people ask, oh, what bands do you like these days? Like Tiny Moving Parts is always one of those in my brain. And so this band, I want to say I may actually have known about them since before I heard about Tiny Moving Parts, like Tiny Moving Parts may have been around longer, but uh, I may have known about these guys before that. Uh, anyways, they're a band called Gates, and they released an EP called Here and Now. And when it came out, I don't even know how I came across it because I brought Gates up on our, I think it was our Pure Noise episode, maybe. Uh, they had, I think it was maybe Pure Noise they had released a record that was in my top five. And, um, but I don't know that I was following them on social media or anything. I think just randomly a video, a song off of that album came across my YouTube page. Maybe at some point in time, semi-recently, I had gone and looked for one of their audio tree sessions because they're very good. And so it was, you know, in my for you page sort of thing. And I put it on. I was like, wait, this says it's new. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, there was a, a whole EP. And since it came out, I've listened to it I don't know how many times. Um, but anyway, yeah, this is uh, Gates. The song I picked off their EP here and now is called Where to Begin. Stop. 
familiar with the band name, um, but not necessarily their music. And uh, yeah, I, I don't really know a whole lot about this band. I just like the big epic reverby guitars with nice singing vocals. <laughs> My, yeah, I, I mean, it's a nice kind of again kind of background or easy listening kind of chill sound to it there's there's another band coming up on my list that when i first heard about them i uh was like oh they do a thing that i absolutely love and can't find enough of where it's like kind of like post rock uh you know kind of reverb delay heavy guitars with singing because most of the time like post rock bands are just instrumental right or a lot of times they even have like screaming over top of it i'm like i just want like the nice melodic sort of stuff so gates does that for me um in a very nice way similar to bands like the Appleseed cast and moving mountains for me but uh let's move on to your next award so this one goes to the best two-faced punk band slash my favorite release from a classic punk band Uh, and that (laughs) is face to face and their album no way out but through uh we love face to face here we've talked about them lots I we talked lots about their previous album protection, mm-hmm. and I have just really enjoyed really getting back into face to face again. There was kind of a, a span of years there where they were either inactive or I wasn't as into um, the releases. But um, I mean, protection really got me back into it, and then this one, you know, they had kind of hinted at that it might be their their last album, and. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's classic face to face. It's super catchy. It's polished. It's upbeat. I don't know. I've I've listened to this album so many times, and I know you had mentioned it was maybe too similar to Protection, and I guess maybe that's the downfall of you know taking a break and then coming back. Is your sound is kind of now, you know, maybe too specific, or be weird to to have a new album out that was too drastic in sound, but. I don't know. I I love this. I don't know if I've actually gone back to listen to Protection since this one uh, because I've enjoyed this one so much. But I don't know. If this is their final album, I am very happy um, that this is – I'm very happy with this album. Not that it's their last album, but if it is, um, I'm very content with it. And the song is Ruination, Here We Come.
Yeah, that. So I had mentioned, and you mentioned that I had mentioned. You had mentioned that I had mentioned that you had mentioned that I had mentioned uh, that it sounded very similar to protection, and it does. Like production-wise, for sure, it's but which is fine because I think protection sounds great. Um, this album is definitely a little more melancholy at times. I think, yeah, uh, in its sound, and and I think that you know over time for me that's kind of helped it separate itself a little bit from protection i haven't listened to it a ton like i've put it on here and there since it came out it's not one that came out and i forgot about and it was one that uh i had debated including on my list and then i also thought oh there's a good chance it's going to be on aaron's list so i'll get to say something about it and this is probably the song that you picked is probably actually one of if not my uh favorite songs on the record so good on you my next Oh, yeah, I was going to say what I love about the chorus on this one is that um, it almost doesn't kind of come across as a chorus. You know, it has mm-hmm. that repeating line of ruination, here we come. But I don't know, it just had a really cool flow to the song without kind of making it feel too segregated. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great song. Uh, my next, I, I struggled coming up with an award for this album. <laughs> uh, but the award I gave was... It Lives in the Basement. The It Lives in the Basement Award. Uh, because this band, this band knocked my socks off this year. Easily. So, so here's the thing. I struggled coming up with an award for this album because it. I was just going to give it my Album of the Year Award. <laughs> and that's what I was going to call it. It was just the Album of the Year Award. And then uh, you were kind of like, I don't know if I could specifically pinpoint an Album of the Year. So so I was like, I don't want to do one just on my own. Uh, so I gave it a different award. And the, the award name I gave it is because they said, actually, I don't think they said Basement. I think it was Practice Space, maybe. But they've they've often said this band was never supposed to make it out of the Practice Space. It was just supposed to be a thing and, you know, that they kind of did for fun and it's grown. They've got a couple records out now, including one that came out this year, obviously. Uh, The band I'm talking about is the band Fiddlehead and their album Between the Richness. And I had heard this name come up earlier in the year, probably when maybe when the, the album was announced. And so I actually, but I had seen them. I had heard them before because they played last year in 2020 right before everything shut down. I don't remember the name of the the festival. It was a hardcore festival, though, that I want to say it was in Kentucky, maybe, or something like that. And there's there's plenty of videos online from it. And they were kind of coming out over the course of 2020, and Fiddlehead played a set. And I remember watching it and being like, whoa, every other band I've listened to on here, like I started watching it because uh, Knocked Loose had a set, and you know that was the first thing I saw, and then it just started recommending videos, and every band I kind of watched was all definitely more in that, you know, Knocked Loose, hardcore vein, like, and you know, a lot heavier, and then Fiddlehead comes along, and they're not that, but the crowd is going equally as insane for them, and I think that's that's pretty awesome, and um, I was gonna pick and I probably would have picked another song called Eternal You. I think it's called Eternal You or Eternal Youth. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, we actually, I used it on a different episode with Eric. We already played it. So I thought I'd play a different song off this record that I'm saying is my record of the year, hands down. Um, it's uh, the song Down University. <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, I came across this band through you because I was doing uh, artwork for an episode where they were one of the bands you were talking about, and I wasn't familiar with them, and I think maybe you suggested to check them out. There were some similarities in bands I might enjoy, Mm -hmm. and I really did enjoy this one. I haven't gone back to it since, but when I listened to it through, there was a lot of things that that stood out. Even just listening now, it reminds me of bands like Hot Water Music, even some kind of old Saves the Day and just that kind of... Where like kind of sounds punk in ways, but it's you know just different kind of technicalities to it that make it a little, maybe a little bit more quirky or not as straightforward, and and that's really that's really cool. So yeah, I I like this album. Just gonna awkwardly stare at you until you move on to your next album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Here we go. I was. Trying to look at the list because now I'm a, now I'm a band ahead of the thing. So I'm yeah, I'll to... say the play, the playlist is off. Don't pay attention to it. I've got it sorted. <laughs> okay, so my next one is the best comeback album from a band with a childhood movie quote that references another <laughs> one of my favorite bands. <laughs> and the band yeah, I... is Ch- Chunk, no Captain Chunk, and their album Gone Are the Good Days. And the <laughs> to go back to the award, it's Slick Shoes, which is also referenced yeah. in Goonies, where this band got their name from. Yeah. So if that's not a long-winded <laughs> title, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, another band that was was gone for a while, and I was very pleased to hear that they were doing a new one. We did an episode on them a while ago. And, uh, yeah, I've missed having new music from them. The new album, it definitely has a different sound to it. There's some songs that kind of have this similar sound for previous albums, but it sounds a lot more modern, more fresh. Um, you know, they, they took a handful of years away, and some of them have other musical projects, and they did a lot of the production and producing themselves on this. And, and it's just, I don't know, it's a great album. When I first listened to it, so it came out, I was really excited. I first listened through my first thought, because leading up to it, I was like, you know, this could be a potential on my list, just kind of going from the songs they released and different hype and whatever. And I listened through it, and my first thought was, okay, I don't think this is going to be on my top 10. Mm. And that was just, I don't, I don't even really know what that was. Maybe there just wasn't exactly what I thought should be on there or what I was expecting. But then I listened and I went back to it and back to it over and over again and kind of was like, okay, the things that I think I'm missing, maybe I'm not missing as much. And I'm really liking some of these songs that are maybe different than I expected. And I don't know, just overall, it's a fantastic album and I will keep going back to it. And the song that I picked is True Colors. Crazy, boys, open up your fucking It all comes 
is when everyone hears your confession Do as I say, not as I do Always playing me the fool You act like you don't move like a snake Setting lies door to door Every inch of you streams are fake This album for me is kind of the definition of fun, if that makes sense. Uh, Like you can't put this album on and not immediately perk up. I was actually listening to it earlier today. I was uh, driving home from picking my daughter up from, she had like a pottery class and I put this on and we were both just like, especially on the song bitter, the opening track when it like, there's like that breakdown in the middle of the song and we're both driving down the road, just like, headbanging full feeling it and uh yeah it's it's a really fun record is another one that you know as i was kind of making my list it was on the list and it just eventually for me just kind of got beat out because again i I haven't listened to it a ton it really feels a lot like when i think about it like i want to listen to this in the summer type vibes right like um but no man it was i get what you're saying where initially when it came out you're kind of like ah i don't know but then you know as you listen to it more and more it definitely it, it holds up and shout out to is it Paul in the band he uh, yeah he he's also in Landmarks who put out a record that was knocking on the door of my top Hashtag ten as well. honorable mention yes yeah exactly because that record if you haven't listened to the Landmarks record whew, it's a good one too um, yeah anyways my next award that I'm going to give out I've called it the strength their strength is also their weakness award. And that's because this band is super unique. So I I mentioned earlier when I gave away the award for Gates that, you know, finding a, you know, a band that's got that post-rock sort of influence along with like the post-hardcore side of things. And, and they're actually singing as opposed to either instrumental or screaming. Finding those bands is kind of difficult for me, like that I really fall in love with. But when I do, they're like bands that I really fall in love with. And this band... I think I was on Reddit maybe like I don't go on Reddit very often, but I saw a notification come up on from Reddit on my phone from the, it was maybe the post rock or math rock subreddit, either one, but the guy had described, he said, Hey, I play in this band. And then he said, you know, we're kind of, and he described it such, you know, similar bands like the Appleseed cast. And so initially I was like, okay, you piqued my interest. I'm going to check it out. So I checked it out. And when I say their strength is also their weakness is that because 
they're incredibly unique in that they don't have a lead singer and they don't have lead singers. You know, it's not like they have multiple guys who are singing lead at different parts. They don't have one guy singing. They all just sing together as if. And so this this band, this thing that they shared um, was a video. It was an audio tree session again. And they had a choir in the room with them. So it's just like starts with them playing their lines, you know, like their music or whatever, their intro. And then as the, the camera pans over, all of a sudden there's this like choir of probably seven or eight people singing along with the band. And so the whole approach is it reminds me of, you know, being at a show and the whole show, the crowd is singing along the whole time. Like that's really kind of what it, you know, like you're in a room with, with this band and everyone is singing word for word. The band I'm talking about is I Feel Fine. And the album they released this year is called The Cold in Every Shelter. The song I picked was actually one of the songs they played in that Audio Tree, I think it's Audio Tree Worldwide is like the name of the the session that they did. It's a little different than their typical one, but I just realized I've mentioned Audio Tree several times in this episode. Um, But the song I picked is called Million. to keep listening so I could uh, <laughs> hear what was coming up there. 
Oh okay. yeah, for those for those of you listening, we're only listening to parts of the song. Oh yeah, um, right. they they get the full song. I was just thinking about this. I was like, we're just listening to like the first thirty seconds of a song to kind of keep our recording time down. But um, I was like, oh man, they they got to sing soon. Gave it a few extra seconds, but yeah, go on. That's that's all I had. Oh, he just wanted <laughs> to keep listening. <laughs> that's that's the award. Is the I want to keep listening. Aaron wants to keep listening award. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> All right, the next one goes to the best band whose singer was in another best band slash best dynamic metalcore release. And that goes to the band Era and their new self-titled album. Uh, I've So the singer of Era used to be in a band called Texas in July, which was another really cool metalcore band that I loved. And uh, yeah, this, this release is, this one was one when it came out I knew was going to be um, on my list. Um, it's similar to like a band like August Burns Red as in its metalcore, but there's kind of a lot more dynamic to it than a lot of metalcore. Like these are amazing musicians and lyricists and songwriters and there's a lot going on. But what I love about Eras, not only do they have a fantastic um, screamer, but their guitar player Jesse is an incredible vocalist as well. And uh, so the dynamic of the the heavy and clean vocals is awesome, but it's not kind of clean vocals like a lot of metalcore um yeah he's just he's super good and they know how to compose songs really well um musically it's a lot more dynamic than a lot of metalcore there's a lot of kind of ups and downs and different things to it but it can still be just super heavy and uh so yeah so this is one that that i have loved since it came out and i'm even just talking about it wanting to go back and listen to it <laughs> it's gonna stop and recording so, <laughs> and uh yeah well yeah i remember when the first song i think they released was Snowblood, which is the opener and that song was just like oh man just got me so stoked just like super fast like double kick breakdowns and and uh yeah just all the different dynamics in that song but the song that i picked is gun grave <laughs>
Yeah, that it's funny. Um, that song is something else because the very beginning of it full on reminds me of. Oh wow. Anyway, that's uh, that's the entrance music for a wrestler. Oh, who is that? Do you know who, As, what band that is? Uh, did it say? I don't know. It might just be like their in-house band that did oh, okay. it. Like WWE used to. They might still have uh, credits. Theme song. Oh, it says Mega Louis, one, Mega Lewis 100. I don't know. I don't know who that is. But Okay. Um, but yeah, from the yeah, from funny. the get go here in that song, I was like, "Wait a second, um, <laughs> I'm being taken back several years ago." Anyway, uh, yeah, it's like it's an absolute slamming song right from the get go. Um, my next award that I'm giving out is called the uh, First Impressions Aren't Everything Award because with this particular album and this particular band, uh, <laughs> I can remember the day it came out. You were like, "Hey." I'm going to listen to this record. And then I think you had said something about, you know, uh, it was kind of weird at parts. I wasn't, there were parts I liked, but overall I'm not a big fan. And my, I said, why did you bother? Like, why bother listening to that, that, that album It's going to suck. It was like, I think like roughly what I had said to you because I had listened to one or two of their singles that came out and I was like, what is this? Like, this is not, I do not like this, but you had you mentioning it, and then I guess uh, it probably just reminded me that it ca- it came out. So I was like, "All right, well, I should I should check it out." Uh, and so I did, and for sure, when I first put it on, I was like, "What is? Why am I listening to this?" And as the record kind of goes on, I start getting a better idea of what this band is actually doing and what they're trying to accomplish. To the point where I listened to it so many times especially in that like first week or two that it came out, it was like the only thing that I was listening to. I'm talking about the band Turnstile and the album Glow On. And yeah, we actually, we, Eric and I recorded an episode on Turnstile, but right now it's, it got lost to the gremlins. Uh, we, we have to redo it again in the future, but uh, it's, so I'll probably go further in depth with this band in that episode when we do it again. But man, it's so catchy. It's so fun. Like, put this on and try not to dance and move, I suppose, or try not to, you know, get yourself in a better mood. Um, it's not perfect from start to finish. There is like one or two songs here or there where I'm kind of like, ah, I could, you know, maybe do without that song. But this record is really good. And the song I picked is Mystery. It's been so long 
second. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I specifically remember this day too because I believe, yeah, so I listened to this on a bike ride and my thought was, so, yeah, there, I, I've heard lots about this band. You know, they're very popular in kind of the hardcore scene. And uh, so this was coming out. I mean, I saw the name lots, and so I added it to my list. And I was like, all right, it's a nice day. I'm going to go for a bike ride and enjoy a, a sweet hardcore album. <laughs> and and I did at times, but I think the biggest thing is I just I was expecting something different, I guess. And so I felt let down instead of... I should have almost let you listen to it first and then you kind of say, hey, just so you know, it might be a bit different (laughs) or, you know, this is kind of the sound it's going for because that always bugs me or it kind of gives me a bad taste when it's like, ah, this isn't what I hoped for. And then I just kind of disregard it instead of maybe maybe being a bit more open-minded. Right. So, yeah, there there was lots of cool parts to it. But for me, it just – it was too experimental for my taste and – it would kind of like get in a groove and then it would like totally kind of switch or just have a part that kind of, to me, felt like it kind of killed the energy. And so anyways, to what you said, I, I, I get what they're going for now. And, you know, I've watched some live videos that you've sent and it looks really cool. And, and in yeah. that setting, I'm sure I could get into it more. But, um, but I, yeah, I did see, I'm not sure if it was Rolling Stone or someone who was to the top, like heavy, heavy albums of the year. And I think this was number one on it. Yeah. So it's clearly not just popular in like the hardcore scene, but also in a, I guess, mainstream yeah. heavy music scene as well. It's funny because like, it doesn't come across as heavy to me. Like, I mean, I guess I get it. Like there, you can definitely hear it's rooted very much in like, you know, I want to say late eighties, early nineties, like New York hardcore, um, that that kind of sound like gorilla biscuits kind of stuff and with like elements of i guess like electro pop dance pop kind of stuff like it, it's definitely a weird right and it's and it's groovy and it's got some songs where all of a sudden it just like really is something totally different and then comes back to being you know what it is but um yeah man uh well, so like our, our mutual friend Todd, he saw these guys at uh, Furnace Fest this year and I was talking to him the other day and he said um, he was unsure about them beforehand, but when he saw them at Furnace Fest, he was like, oh, now I get it. And yeah, like those live videos, like everyone in that room is having a good time. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But anyways, let's move on. Okay. Next one is... The band with the same name as a dog from a comic book my grandpa used to read. (laughs) And it also has my favorite artwork award, too. So two for one. And that is Belvedere's Hindsight is the Sixth Sense. Uh, We've had Belvedere on the show. They're one of the kind of first um, outsider bands that came to my small town when I was um, a teenager and so I've known all these guys for a long time and have been influenced by their um, kind of technical, fast skate punk sound. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's similar to kind of face-to-face, there might be another one on this list that I've been listening to for the longest. And, yeah, typically when a band, you know, hooked me in at some point in my teenage years, I'm probably still a fan of them. And it's cool that they're still releasing music, and I think this is their, their best album um, sonically and um, production wise I know there's maybe some things in there you weren't as as thrilled with but I I love it and yeah like I said the artwork is super cool 
It was done by a really cool uh, tattoo artist, um, I believe, in Calgary named Heather McLean, I think is her name. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's a really cool um, artwork concept. But, yeah, I mean, this album is kind of everything you want from a fast, melodic skate punk album. Um, it's super kind of crisp and um, on point and technical and catchy. And, yeah, I've, I've loved this album a lot. And uh, so the song I picked off of this is Happily Never After. This album, I've listened. This is one that I've listened to a number of times this year. It may be the album that I've listened to the most that didn't actually make my list uh, because I do. It is it is really good. And yeah, there were some things production wise that I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. But I mean, in the end, it doesn't deter from the record for me. The only thing I would say is it's almost as good as the uh, Belvedere um, 
like the limited run coffee that our friends at Anarchy Coffee Roasters put out this year. Oh, nice. They, they, re- they released a coffee alongside uh, this record, and they, they were kind enough to send me a bag of it earlier this year. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, yeah, it was, that was yeah. a cool collaboration. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, my next award that I'm going to give out is called the You Don't Have to Go Home, But You Can't Stay Here Award. And that's because I've picked it as, um, well, it's my best closer, I think, to an album. Uh, and that would be One Step Closer is the name of the band, which is funny. I should pronounce it One Step Closer in that sense. Um, and the album that they released this year was The Place You Know. And this record, since it, so it's funny because when it came out, I was, I don't know why, but I was anticipating something similar or more similar to Fiddlehead when it came out. Maybe a little a little harder, a little more raw, but what it is is it's a lot harder and a lot faster, a little more straight-up hardcore. <laughs> um, but as the year has gone on, or since it came out, I should say, I have consistently gone back to it and absolutely love it. Now, for me, there's not a ton of... What I love about... like So what I love about this record is the overall kind of feel and energy that it has because there's not a ton of like vocal lines necessarily that I'm like, that's what I'm going back to. There are some guitar lines that kind of come in that are a little more melodic that really, you know, kind of make some songs stand out a little more. And it's funny because the song that I'm going to play obviously is the closer to the album. And when I first heard it, I was like, yo, is that Brian McTurnan that's singing like with him in the bridge towards the out the end of the song and so i actually messaged brian and it's not <laughs> he's like ah no fantastic record though was his response mm. to me asking him but yeah, I would have been cool. um, yeah and and like so the uh the vocals towards the end definitely kind of remind me a little bit of him but as as a whole the album is is a really good listen so the song that i picked as i mentioned is the closer and it's called as the city sleeps
hear it? <laughs> yeah, similar to the Fiddlehead record, I listened through this one and really enjoyed it. I haven't gone back, but um, yeah, a, a cool record. It reminds me a lot of um, kind of even kind of early 2000-some bands like... Um, Oh, I just had it on. Uh, yeah, like even those like have heart and verse, which I think mm. were both um, bridge nine bands. Yeah. Um, even sometimes, just in that clip we just listened to, like even sometimes like strong arm, like kind of early nineties, okay. kind of spirit right. filled hardcore stuff. Where, um, yeah, it's it also reminded me of another honorable mention that I liked more than this, but maybe somewhat similar feel, and that Offensive. was the album by. Uh, sorry? I said offensive. <laughs> oh, well, this can be the offensive I think I award. know where you're going, though. Well, just uh, the band uh, Time and Pressure yeah, that yeah. came out this year, where it's just kind of, uh, it's not necessarily raw, like, production-wise, but maybe just in kind of overall aesthetic, you know, where it's mm-hmm. just kind of fast and heavy and, and quick, but there's still, I mean, I think uh, from what I remember from One Step Closer, it's a bit more open, not necessarily as straight straightforward fast as time and pressure but i don't know just those two albums kind of fit together in some ways for me a side note for time and pressure that's fair yeah they they definitely have similar vibes uh if i were to give out a uh, best artwork of the year i was thinking time and pressure might yeah i do like that one too very like classic look yeah to that album um and that actually came it was actually eric grubbs that who has been on the show a number of times this year who suggested that one to me yeah, Ricky. I'm sure if he hears that, he's uh, yeah. I don't I don't know if he's ever been called Ricky, but um, but no, Eric. He actually shared that one with me. He said, "Oh, you might like this," and he sent it to me. And sure enough, I did. And then so I shared it with you. But uh, let's get on to your not honorable mentions. Just your next record in your picks. It goes to the most unexpected pick award. So not super creative, but so this is the band <laughs> Fall Star and their album Sun Breather. So I have really enjoyed Fallstar. They're a face-down band. Um, I like their two, I think, maybe three albums before this one. And none, of, neither of them are ones that I would put on my favorites. And so for this one, it's like, okay, I like Fallstar. And uh, yeah, this album is, is really, it's a little bit all over the place. Like some songs are just super heavy, and the song that I picked is more kind of melodic, which is cool. The singer can pull off both styles of vocals, and uh, I don't know. It's just a lo- really a lot of cool moments on this album that stood out and kept having me back, and so I chose to put it on here. And the song that I picked is "Cloud Chamber." <laughs> to the voice inside 
between I want the trees without the leaves And the sea without the waves I want to hold you while you scream I want to hold my breath and sing I want the blood without the stain I want the God without the I, I fully enjoyed this song. I, I don't know that I've gone and listened to the album, but because I think when you sent me your list, you specifically pointed out this song saying you'd think I'd like it or you think I'd like it. And uh, yeah. because, so is this, you, you'd mentioned this is kind of one of the more melodic ones though on the record. The rest are kind of a little heavier. Yeah, like there are, there's, I mean, overall there's melody throughout the songs, but there's some that's like, yeah, way heavier than this one and, and all screaming. and, mm-hmm. um, But yeah, there's just kind of a, a really cool catchiness to to the songwriting that I like. So by the end of it, you know, you know, there's five, six parts that are stuck in your head and it's like, oh, I'm going to go listen right. to that again. Because sometimes with albums in this genre, it can kind of go by and it's like, okay, like that was cool, but... Nothing necessarily stood out, but there's yeah. a lot of things that do in this, and so I like that they kind of have that ear to to add those hooks and vocal yeah. melodies and different things like that. Sweet. Uh, the next award that I'm going to give out is the Yo, this came out this year award because it came out I feel so long ago, uh, and there's a chance I may have been listening to it in 2020 because I got an advanced copy of it. But it might have been very, very early 2021. I just want to double check if it still says what the release date was for this record. Um, because it, I have a hard time believing it's this year. And in fact, when I was going through the list, I like looked it up. Uh, actually, how do I? I looked it up and I was like, oh, that did come out this year. It says March 5th, though. So later than I thought, but still quite a while ago. Uh, but the album is I Won't Care How You Remember Me by Tiger's Jaw. And I recently did an episode on Tiger's Jaw or that featured Tiger's Jaw with Eric. And I had mentioned in there that they're kind of a band that always has to grow on me with their releases because they kind of initially for me come off as like, oh, that's nice. That's, you know, that's nice. (laughs) But there's not necessarily something that immediately grabs me. Um, And this record was kind of similar. I mean, I didn't really become a fan of the band Tiger's Jaw until I watched 
or heard some acoustic versions of their songs. And I went, oh, those are actually really good songs. And that was coming through in these acoustic performances. And so this album actually starts off the first half of the opener or so is just vocals and acoustic guitar. And it's so it's a nice kind of leads you in. The song that I picked, I would have picked a song called Hesitation, but that was the one we used uh, on the episode I did about Tiger's Jaw with Eric. So I picked another one that stands out to me, and it's uh, the song Body Language.
Just based off of that, I feel like that's a band I or an album I could enjoy if I spend some time with it. I mean, I'm very familiar with the name of the band. I probably couldn't have told you much previously, and I, I wouldn't have um, put them with bands still releasing music. Like in my mind, it was like a, an older band or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, kind of at, at times, kind of has a Jimmy Eat World feel to it. Maybe sure, not as yeah. mainstream and kind of upbeat. Yeah. But just the the kind of cool guitars, even on that song, you know, those two guitars yeah. going together where, um, yeah, I, yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, man. We, we tied them to the Get Up Kids specifically in the episode yeah, that we did. That. But uh, yeah, let's move on. Okay. The next one goes to my favorite surprise slash international album. Now, Ooh. that can be similar to the first one I said for a reason. But I had already made this one as as both <laughs> both albums were surprises to me and both are international. But with Krang, I think it was actually you told me about that one, and uh, it was yes, yeah. And you know, even just the title, I was like, "Make Arcade." So the album is "Make Arcade Great Again." Yeah. I was like, well, "I'm not really into arcade or video games. Like, <laughs> is it going to be like video game?" core or themed or something or is that a, is that a thing video game core well what was I that just imagine that like, was like nintendo core um oh maybe <laughs> Did, uh, well zeo remember zeo really recently released a record that was like or maybe it was a re-release or something it was all done like the 8-bit nintendo and i was like oh my gosh and you uh, bought it on it came on a nintendo cartridge and you actually had to play it in a nintendo wow uh, it just—it was a horse. The band. I don't know if you remember them, but no. I thought they were titled like Nintendo Core, or whatever that means. Sure. Anyways, and uh, but yeah, like the artwork was kind of cool. It kind of had that classic punk look, and so yeah, I put it on. And that first track, I was like, okay, I really like this. And uh, it's a pretty quick album, I guess, as many um, punk albums are. And yeah. I've listened to this album over and over again. Often, if I just want just kind of a fun, catchy punk album, I'll put this one on. And uh, so, yeah, it's funny to have a band make a, a top 10. Usually, it's, you know, like bands really close to you or that you've, you know, like face to face where you've been listening to for 20 years. But sometimes it's a band that you hear for the first time and it just kind of sticks. And as I was making my list, I was like, ah, should I put a band that I don't really have a specific connection with? But I was like, you know what? Oftentimes, my choices are the ones that keep having me come back regardless you know so it's not necessarily like it's the best of the year but it's just one that kind of hooked me for whatever reason and yeah it's a super fun album and i look forward to uh, more releases from them in the future and the song that i picked is time is ticking
Yeah, that that song itself definitely slams every time it comes on. It's funny because so I, I did share this with you, and I think I first saw it on there's an Instagram account I follow. There there was a couple times where I sent you something different different albums. You're like, where are you finding this stuff? And I think I said I have my sources, and I don't think I ever told you what those oh, sources okay. were. As long as you share it, I don't mind. <laughs> so so here's the thing. If you want a good follow on Instagram, if you like you know, discovering new music every week and uh, some of it being, you know, like Belvedere was featured on there and face-to-face, like some of it being the more known stuff that's coming out, but also a ton of unknown stuff uh, or lesser known stuff. On Instagram, follow the account Punk Rock Radar and uh, every Friday they've got a, a slew of posts that they do that just covers all of the new releases that come out. Or I shouldn't say all, but most of the new releases, whatever gets sent to them and whatever they know about. And it is so many times. Like that's where Chaser came from when I sent it to you. Uh, Krang being another one. And oh, there was another one that was in my brain there for a moment that I that I feel like we talked about at one point. Oh, oh no, maybe that was Chaser. But anyways, there's been a number of uh, songs or albums that I've sent you that, that came from there that have been really good. Um, and this one, it, it would be a close runner up for album artwork because it's so good too i it's one of those those albums where i feel like if i held a physical copy in my hand and i was able to go through the booklet and you know look at the i feel like there's probably a bunch of like little easter eggs here and there that yeah, just yeah a bunch for sure of stuff going on seems pretty cool but uh my next award that i'm giving out oh and i did want to say real quick so you mentioned because you said this one was for like an international band right when you sent me for a reason you said where they were from but i was gonna like play a little game and be like do you do we want to guess where they're from? Because I like being able to hear accents in songs or in, in bands and music. And I especially like it when you can tell, like you can hear an accent, but you can also tell that English isn't their first language. Mm. So like, actually, I don't know if Mill and Colin, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming English isn't their first language, but like, that's like the, the common sort of example I hear. Where I'm always like, Oh, I always loved that about them hearing yeah. how they would phrase things differently. Right. And then other bands over time uh, have have had similar things where I'm like, oh, I don't think English is your first language. And so it's neat to hear you kind of put words together in maybe a slightly different order. But um, yeah, so my next award is the uh, band that sounds like it should be named after a fictional town in a teen drama series. Oh, wait, they are a band named after a fictional town in a teen drama series. (laughs) Oh, you're trying to beat me for the longest name now, hey? Well... So when I first, yeah, when I first heard this band, I was like, man, that that totally sounds like it's a, it's a fictional town in a teen drama series. And then when I looked it up, I was like, snap, it is. And so the band is called Stars Hollow, which the fictional town is in Gilmore Girls. And uh, the album is called I Want to Live My Life. And this one, I'm trying to remember where I came across this one. I don't think it was Punk Rock Radar. Because I feel like most of their stuff is definitely more in like that skate punk, straight up punk sort of stuff. Whereas this is definitely more in the tappy guitars, like I mentioned, um, uh, Tiny Moving Parts earlier, where it's like that kind of world of music. So I don't remember exactly where I heard this band. It may have just been like me perusing through similar artists on Apple Music. You know, you start with one, then you click on another, and you kind of all of a sudden go down this rabbit hole. Might have been that way. any way I slice it, I'm super appreciative that I found it uh, because this is a similar one. Well, actually, when I first put this one on, I was kind of like, 
Okay, they keep kind of going back to this line that they sang in the first song, and they reference it a few times, and eh, it's it's fine. It wasn't like this huge line that I felt like it was like something they should have been like focusing on so much. You know, I, I like it when bands will tie songs together in that regard. But as I listened to it more and more, I was like, oh, they're actually also slightly altering this line throughout the course of the album as if his like his um the singer's mental health is kind of like or his 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 view of something is changing and altering and so it's interesting to explain but you'd have to listen to the record to kind of pick it up but uh so the band is stars hollow like i said this song is not one of the songs if i recall that mentions that line but i really like this one it's called with weight sounding song i love the gilmore girls slash i've never seen the gilmore girls <laughs> new favorite tv show there we go <laughs> i know it's kind of a lame comment sorry band <laughs> this is this is music that is not in aaron's wheelhouse is what that is <laughs> yeah it's okay okay my next one is the way to jump into my top 10 last minute award <laughs> even though one band already jumped into the top 11 yeah. before I knew that was a thing. So I had already named this one that. <laughs> I so like that for, hold on. I like that for a reason, kind of like actually skewered two of your awards. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, look at that. Maybe they should just take the number one of the year and there call it a day. <laughs> yeah. So the band is Scion and the album is uh, self-titled. So this is... Um, Jared Dines and Howard Jones, who sang in Killswitch Engage for years and now is in a band called Light the Torch. He is one of the most uh, maybe iconic metalcore vocalists in our scene. And so, yeah, I this is a project that had been in talks for a number of years, and Jared had alluded to that on his YouTube channel. He's a YouTube music guy, and uh, he does a lot of stuff with different bands and whatever, and... Uh, 
So anyways, he had mentioned about this project coming about, and he's an amazing guitar player, and I love Howard's vocals, and so I was really excited about this. And they dropped a song um, not even that long ago, and it was amazing. I loved it. There was a lot of people talking about it. And then they announced the album was coming out like two or three weeks after that, like a, a pretty quick turnaround time, which is one of the um, benefits of self-releasing something is you don't necessarily have to do the same kind of rollout that a lot of label releases have. And uh, I, I knew I was going to love this album just based off of what I said about knowing the two guys' work. And it was... Um, even better than I could have expected. There's kind of something for everyone as far as kind of heavy music fans on this album. It's done super well. It's an album that doesn't sound like, you know, just kind of a for fun side project or a new project. It sounds like a band that's been putting out albums. And so if you like metal, metalcore, alternative metal, check out this album. The song I picked is More Than Just Myself.
so I think you sent me, uh, I don't know if it was a video or just a song, not necessarily this one either, but a song by these guys. And I remember my first reaction was, that's a big nope, because I don't like the singing vocals that he does, like his clean vocals. I've never never been a fan of it. But I will say this about that song, because um, that's all I've listened to unless unless it was a different song you initially sent me. So maybe I've Yeah, it was probably the, the first single, The Blade. Yeah, and uh, I mean, the production is absolutely massive. Like, it sounds yeah. beefy and huge and incredible. Um, and, like, like I, I feel like I would be way more into it if it was just, like... I know I say this about metalcore, hardcore, hard, like, heavy music in general all the time. It's like, I'm always more drawn to it if there's a good, like, melody in there somewhere, right? Like, a clean vocalist that comes through at some point. But in this case, just style-wise... Obviously, he's a great singer, but just style-wise, I feel like... Um, I would be more into it if it was just the screaming and then that massive production. Like it's, it hits really hard, but um, yeah. I, and I've loved Jared's YouTube stuff for years. Like he's, he's done a bunch of great videos. Um, anyway, let's get into my next award, which would be the, this one might be, you probably won't get this award when I, when I say the title of it, but the, uh, I want to make sure I say this right, that I phrased it right because it's very much a meme right now. Um, where is it? Uh, oh, <laughs> the award is the, that's enough. That's too many slices award, which, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with this, but do you know who this is almost the second time I brought him up? I almost brought him up on the show earlier. Um, but do you, do you know who Anthony Fantano is? Uh, doesn't sound familiar. So, so he's a YouTuber who, I mean, his, his oh, main channel. Oh, like that vocal guy? No, he, uh-huh. uh, he reviews albums. He's like this oh, okay. uh, bald guy with round glasses. He refers to himself as the internet's busiest music nerd. He does like, I'll look him up. So, oh, I almost referenced him when uh, I was talking about Turnstile because he referred to Glow On, the album by Turnstile, as uh, I think he called it Dream Punk is like how he labeled mm. it or whatever. And I was yep. like, yeah, that's, that's pretty fitting. That. But, but <laughs> on uh, TikTok, he does a lot of kind of like meme sort of videos. And there's this one video where they're slicing up pizza and the person slicing it just keeps slicing the pizza. So there's more and more smaller and smaller <laughs> slices. And so he's reacting and he eventually says, that's too many slices. But the whole reason I gave this award, <laughs> the too many slices award to this album uh, is because it has so many freaking songs on it. Like there are a lot of songs yeah, on this, a lot. on this album. Uh, the album I'm talking about is by origami angel and it's called gummy gang. And it has 20 songs on it. And I don't know if it's like, I mean, I could, I could, it doesn't show me. They've got some great titles, song titles. I'm just looking at it right now. Tom Holland Oats. That's pretty great. Um, but Bed, Bath and Batman Beyond. <laughs> like <laughs> some of the, some sweet. of their, some of their song titles are just, uh, are, are, are too good, but it's a lot of songs. And so it's a long album and, um, that kind of like plays against it sometimes, but this band, I was just chatting with, uh, make sure I get it right. Someone on Instagram just yesterday, he had shared, I think like his top Spotify plays, you know, his wrapped or whatever. And hold up. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Kellerman on Instagram. And, he, oh, yeah. and one of his, one of his top, one of his top artists was origami angel. And so he had messaged saying that like, I had recommended them. And so he got into them. So, uh, 
yeah the song the album gami gang by origami angel it's such a fun listen i thought about you know like kind of like highlighting how fun this album is to listen to like it's it's big in the like the emo post hardcore world but it's like it just feels more fun than a lot of its contemporaries right like they just it's just two guys out there having a ball anyway the song i picked is uh, another great kind of witty name neutrogena specter black guy with the clear fucking skin and a nice denim pants man i want to be him but my pony ass up fucking like a pterodactyl a huge fucking asshole i want to go back home visited this album since it came out and i feel like this one was a, maybe a little bit like a spring release or something yeah it was fairly early yeah and uh yeah there's there's a lot of really fun moments on this album i, I kind of similar to turnstile you know there's elements that i really enjoyed and it might like kind of shift to something that i wasn't as 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 excited about as 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 yeah. as, as excited about <laughs> sorry as excited <laughs> yeah. about anyways yeah. So, yeah, it's a little, maybe kind of too all over the place at times for me. But, yeah, it was catchy and upbeat. And there was, I, I should go back and, 
and listen to it. If, if me and you were on a road trip, then we could listen to it then. It's it's funny. I was just like looking at some of the lyrics in that song. Because <laughs> he, he refers to me, he says, but my bony ass self looking like a pterodactyl. Like that's a, yeah. that's a pretty <laughs> great line. Um, and then... I love his line where he says that guy with the best fucking friends. That's me. Like, it's just like so much. I don't know. It's, it's such a, such a fun listen. But like I said, it's got so many songs on it. <laughs> it, it kind of made me think of like, uh, if Reliant K wasn't a youth group band. Sure. You know, it's I, just like very kind of like tongue in cheek and kind of jokey, but it's like catchy and upbeat and, you know, there's kind of a bunch of like, different references and song titles and things like that right um it's funny because i sent it to james of uh uh between you and me and he did a double take and he was like i had to check to see if that was the lead singer of reliant k (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah and i was like yeah i mean that's fair i can hear it at times i can hear it at times but uh what's uh what's your next award well this is my final one yes oh yes it is it is your final one the playlist has me all confused but yes your final so, award of the 2021 Guppies. Yeah. And the newest release as this came out yeah. uh, December 3rd, which is... You were, you were so certain of this one that you put it on before the album even came out. <laughs> so I will say that, uh, hopefully it's okay that I say this here publicly, but um, so Mike, uh, the singer from this band, he had come on our Pure Noise episode that we mm-hmm. did this summer and at that point, they had already recorded this EP and had, you know, some pre-mixes and whatever. And so he had shared um, the songs with me because we were going to do a No Bragging Rights episode, which ended up not happening until more recent um, along yeah. with this. Because we, we were going to do it sooner because the release, at that point, he thought the release would be sooner than it was. And anyways, long story short, we did do the interview, but it was quite a bit after so anyways, I've been sitting with these songs, you know, since summer, and it was just one of those things that, I mean, I, I love No Bragging Rights, they've been around, well, I mean, they haven't been around for the last handful of years, I think their last album was 2014, or something like that, Right. and uh, yeah, they had a, a few full lengths, and I mean, they're they're in that melodic hardcore um, realm, which I love. And, uh, yeah, I've, I love those two full lengths. So even if I didn't have a connection with Mike, I still would really love this album. And, uh, so yeah, I, I just been sitting with the songs and as soon as I heard them, I was just like, man, the, there's something kind of special here. And there wasn't really a lot else this year for, um, melodic hardcore. So anyways, I don't even know if I said the award or getting ahead of myself. (laughs) I don't know if you did either, but it's, yeah, that's just. Simply the best melodic hardcore release and EP of the year for me. And, uh, <laughs> so creative with that title. So, yeah, when when you hear the conversation with me and him or maybe on other podcasts, other stuff, um, he he kind of talks about the theme of this record and kind of what inspired the writing of this and why he wanted to um, you know tackle the subject of mental health and, and just different things in his life that... Um, he's a part of, and so, yeah, it was just really cool how the music and the lyrics kind of fit together and, and inspired each other, and, I mean, he's an amazing vocalist, uh, clean vocals, screaming, there's heavy, there's melody, um, just a super good set of seven songs that I'm really excited to officially listen to a lot more. And, and the song the su- that I picked, um, so this is uh, the closing track, 
And this is the one that when I was first listening kind of through them that like really stood out to me. And it's the song Unapologetic. I've listened to this record a few times since it came out and uh, I remember you sending me or maybe it came up in my YouTube feed whatever the case one of their earlier songs not earlier but like from this record as it came out uh, where 
I was like, oh, there's some, I get some like Alexis on fire, you know, vibes at different times, just more in the guitar work than anything. There's like a few little guitar lines that kind of like really felt like it pulled you from, and it wasn't necessarily in this song, but from the verse into the chorus and just like ramped it up. Uh, that reminded me of some, I want to say, Alexis on fire, you know, around, uh, was Wake Up, was that an album of theirs? Was it called Wake Up? I think it's called Wake Up. I can't remember. But and then also, uh why can't I remember the names of the Alexis on Fire records? <laughs> it's been forever, but um but anyway, the the point is that, you know, there's there's elements on this record. Uh oh, now I've got Alexis on Fire open. Now I need to double check. Someone's listening, going like, oh uh, yeah. Oh, watch out. That's what it was. Oh yeah, out. yeah. Watch out, watch out. Uh but anyway, I, I really do like this record. And uh so rad that that Mike has been on the show a couple times now um, because he was also way because he was was he not on oh no he was just on pure noise was his first time on right yeah yeah I was thinking I was thinking he may have done one of our quarantine scene episodes but um, no it was someone else I was thinking of but uh, yeah no this this record absolutely is is so is so good the uh, (laughs) ha The record, my next award that I'm going to give out, I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to let Google Translate say it. It's uh, this. Saint Patron et Tron. One more time. Saint Patron et Tron. She slowed down. Did you notice that? She could tell, man. She was, judge- <laughs> she was judging you. Yeah, she like slowed down. Uh, that that roughly translates from French to English to a patron saint turd. And... <laughs> The whole reason I named it this, gave this award, because uh, I think I maybe sent you this, uh, my reaction to this, but it was the, I literally had a moment where I was listening to this record, this song, and as it was progressing through the song where I said, audibly, by myself, holy shit. <laughs> and so, uh, if it, it, that that patron saint turd is a holy shit. Um <laughs> But as I was listening to this song, it's it also could have won closer of the year because it it does close that album that it's on really well. But uh, I gave it a different name to Ward because I'm, I'm like that. But the the band and I and I said it in French because or I got Google Translate to say it in French because the band's from Quebec, uh, which is the second Canadian band I think to make our list. I think we each had one Canadian band. Belvedere, um, yeah, Belvedere and uh, Sudden Waves is the band here. Their album's called We're All Connected. And I feel like it came out fairly early in the year, too, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and it was a surprise one where I, again, like it, maybe it was a punk rock radar find. I'm not 100% sure, but it was like one where it was a band I had no knowledge of prior to and absolutely got blown away by it. Uh, I'd say it's, you know, elements of metalcore and melodic hardcore and uh, just good stuff um but yeah the song that i picked off that record is like i said the closer and uh it's a fitting way for us to close this show it's called vertigo Thoughts and constant knots 
Cause things are not the way they seem As I wander in the dark If the mind is a locked room Then what should be the heart? If you put me together How long till you pull me apart? These thoughts bring me far from you But closer to your bed Existential dread Or is it just my vertigo? You know I've always been in love with the fall Or is it just my vertigo? You know I've always been in love with the fall Lately I've been losing me All my memories and thoughts On my dreams so constantly And you make it hard to breathe These thoughts bring me far from you But closer to your bed Existential dread Or is it just my vertigo? You know I've always been in love with the fall Or is it just my vertigo? You know I've always been in love with the At about the point where it like goes halftime at the end of the song, where I audibly had a reaction to the song because I thought it was crazy enough. Like when those drums came in, and then it felt like okay, those drums built, and I thought okay, we're gonna go straight to the halftime here, right? Like just massive, you know, drum, and then it goes just full on like skate punk beat, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is really good. And then it goes halftime, and I was I was spent. I was done by that point. 
Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you picked this release because this was one on my so I kind of made my ten or eleven, and I had another ten under that I kind of mm-hmm. kept going back, and I was like, ah, oh, I want to talk about this one or mention this, and so Sudden Waves was on there, and I was like, ah, oh, it didn't quite get up there just because there was so much good music this year, and yeah, yeah, I think this is one that you sent me, and mm-hmm. I immediately loved it, and then I like went to their Instagram and saw a band picture. And realized, oh, one of my old tour mates is in this band. <laughs> and so, which then was like, oh, I've seen him post about this. He's a, a fairly well-known tattoo artist, and uh, he's been in a few bands. And anyways, I was like, oh, right, that's this. I kind of put the pieces together, and I was like, okay, like this is going to be good. So I went back and listened to them again. I was just kind of blown away by, you know... So, yeah, it's a close contender with, with no bragging rights for kind of that yeah. melodic hardcore. But, there, yeah, like you said, there's some elements of heavier stuff in here. And But, yeah, just super well done, awesome album, cool artwork. Um, just listening to that song makes me excited to go back and listen to the album again. Yeah, it's, it is – I don't think I've ever had a time where I put it on and went, oh, I should listen to something else, you know, like immediately as soon as it comes on, it just, and it's another one of those ones where, you know, hearing like the accent and kind of, you know, like the, the sort of change in, you know, interpreting phrases and words in English, because they have a song on there where ah, I can't remember specifically off the top. Just go listen to the record. You can, you can hear it, you know, the French accent through the whole thing, which I almost, Again, so okay, so we got two Canadian bands and two French bands. One of them, though, is on both lists because <laughs> the other French band is Chunk, no Captain Chunk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway, we've rambled on long enough. This episode is a monumental uh, success if you have made it all the way through because <laughs> it is, it is a, a marathon listen. But hey, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us this year and listening to all the interviews that you know Aaron did oh I should ask real quick can you off the top of your head do you have a favorite interview that you did yeah you know there's yeah I guess we didn't uh last year we had kind of had some like favorite podcast and some different things outside of um you know even our own selections um oh man you Uh, did so many this year yeah I'm trying to um I I feel like there was a lot you know usually after I do an interview I I go up go to bed my wife will ask how it went I feel like there was yeah, a lot <laughs> where I was just like, like that was just so fun. Like, yeah. you know, oftentimes you kind of go into it like, okay, like I'm a, I hope I'm prepped or I hope I don't, you know, sound like an idiot or have good questions or all these kind of outside things. And then you kind of get to it and it's like, oh, you know, it's just kind of a, a conversation with another person. And, yeah. and uh, um, oh, man, I feel like I'd have to go and, and uh, just look here quickly. Well, I can tell you my favorite interview that you did was uh, with David and Chris of Stretch Armstrong. Oh, right. That, yeah, was, that, was, that this was like, year, right? Yeah. That was this year, yeah. It was the first one where we kind of went, that one was funny because we've obviously started doing this thing where you're asking artists their five favorite songs from their catalog or whatever. And that was the first one. And we kind of joked around. Um, you're like, what do, I, what do I talk to them about? And I said, ask them their, uh, well, at first it was their top five favorite Stretch Armstrong records. Which is funny because I think they have five or something. But anyway, and then I was like, oh, you should ask them what their five favorite songs are. And it just became this thing where it just gave them an opportunity to share stories that, you know, otherwise you might not have brought up, right? And I was like, oh, it just it, it felt really good. It was pretty awesome. But Yeah, well, I'll just touch on a, on a few really quick here. 
Um, the Strung Out one was really cool because uh, they were one of like the first kind of bands in that scene that I got into. It was the first right. Burn CD that I got. So that was really cool uh, talking with them. Uh, the Atreyu one I did because they're that's probably the biggest band that I've right. talked to um, in regards to just records sold and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Means one was a lot of fun just kind of for different reasons. Um, yeah, it's just... I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've loved all of them. I mean, the, the whole label series was a lot of fun because we got to talk to band people and also, I mean, you yeah. got to discuss it. And yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I feel grateful for the year and all the music we got to talk about and share and yeah. discuss with others. So looking forward to another year of it. For sure. Probably the craziest one for me was Rich Egan uh, interviewing yeah. him because going back to the label series, we did, you know, two episodes on Vagrant Records and I looked at the time we were uploading to YouTube, which I stopped doing, but, um, uh, on one of, I can't remember, it must've been the one with Roger on it, Roger Camaro of no motive. Yeah. Uh, and someone named Rich Egan had commented on it on the YouTube video, you know, saying like, thanks so much. We're so happy to be a part of your life or something like that. Right. Like, where I was like, it's a weird thing to say, but it's also weird that, so I like clicked on the Rich Egan and I was like, it's, it, they had like had just created their account and posted that one thing. And so I'm like, sent it to Roger. I'm like, do you think that's actually him? And he finally gets back. He's like, I mean, it could be, I don't know. It's weird though. And then, so I like followed rich on Instagram and sent him a message. And I was like, is this you? And then it took forever, but finally he gets back. He's like, Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and then, so we started talking about doing an interview and it eventually ended up happening and it was just a ton of fun because, like, I mean, Vagrant Records, as we talked about in those episodes, was, like, one of those labels for me that was, uh, you know, we've both shared about, like, Tooth & Nail, how you'd buy so much of their stuff just based off the label. And uh, Vagrant was that that other label for me. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, man, 2021 was a wild year. It was a fun year. And uh, thanks again to all of you for coming along for the journey. Uh, we're going to continue rolling into 2022, but that's going to do it for 2021 and our 2021 guppies. So go follow us on social media at Growing Punk Pod. Uh, you'll find my uh, link there as well as Aaron's personal Twitter and Instagram there. And share the show with your friends. Let us know what some of your favorite picks were. You can send us messages. The DMs are open, baby, at least on Instagram. Ooh, wide open. Yeah, wide open. You can message us on, on Instagram. I, I tend to get back to most everyone unless... Unless you're a jackass. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go go follow us on uh, at Growing Punk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Tell your friends about the show. Subscribe. All that kind of stuff. But until next year, oh, bye-bye. Oh, bye. Can you say goodbye, Aaron? Yes. Oh, there it is. Bye, guys. <laughs> from, from your crazy Uncle Gary. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>